this is something that is definitely more special to me, not just because it's the idea, but because of the potential impact that it could have, but also just the the idea behind it is just different where it's not just creating a solution for a simple problem it's creating a solution a potential solution that could really impact like men in a more positive way and even if it means one person doesn't die by suicide or one person doesn't is is able to overcome addiction or one person's able to get through any life phase then i've done my job and it's 100% fulfilling. Hello and welcome to the PyBytes podcast, where we talk about Python, career, and mindset. We're your hosts. I'm Julian Sequeira. And I am Bob Beldebos. If you're looking to improve your Python, your career, and learn the mindset for success, this is the podcast for you. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Pirates Podcast. This is Bob Elbos. This week, we have a special guest, James Dykus, a teacher in the US. And we talk about how he got into Python programming and how he recently really made a big jump in his skills. He was in PDM and built a quite uh, mature project, mainly in Django, uh, scratching some of his own itches around men helping each other overcome mental challenges. So we talk about the app, talk about this journey, mindset books it's all there i hope you enjoy this episode with james let's dive straight in this is bob Eldebos. i'm not here with julian this week but i have a very special guest with me today is james dykus james welcome to the show hey thank you for having me it's uh definitely a pleasure to be here indeed yeah thanks for hopping on and uh, yeah we uh we um we invited you because uh you're you did a quite an interesting um switch in your career from going from teacher to developer and uh, mm -hmm. you've just completed PDM where uh, <laughs> you put some real fire on there that transition and uh, built some really cool stuff so I just wanted to to talk about that and uh, yeah share with our audience um, yeah how you've grown really so uh, <laughs> yeah made to kick it off uh, you want to introduce yourself to the audience yeah absolutely thank you uh, you know thank you for having me so, um, you know, sort of the background that I have right now um, and that I've sort of been trained with is that I'm a, I'm a high school teacher. Um, I work in a makerspace. So I used to be a middle school teacher, middle school science teacher um, back in like what, 2016? Uh, yeah, 2016. I was uh, a middle school, 2017, sorry, middle school science teacher, moved out uh, to Florida, joined the Broward County, oh, sorry, joined the local public school district. Um, as an instructional specialist and or instructional facilitator, grant facilitator role, basically just helping coach teachers and work with the different uh, different sort of programs that the district was creating to help you know meet students' needs, uh, both social, emotionally, and academically. Um, but additionally, from there, uh, the opportunities that I gained from that experience was going to the current school that I'm at, where I am an innovative specialist. And basically what that means is I take traditional uh, curriculum. So basically you go into your math class or you go into your science class, you do a sit and get where your teacher's kind of just lecturing at you. Instead, the teachers come to us, we talk with them, we work with them. And instead of just teaching you something like, you know, just for simplicity's sake, how to add, instead of just sitting there or having you sit there, they are, they're at the whiteboard like we all had to do. 
and learn two plus two. Instead, it's sort of those things of let's do this through a project, like learn how to do math or science or whatever, you know, curriculum piece that we're talking about through a project. And so we kind of follow along with uh, a lot of project-based learning uh, practices. So we kind of break a lot of the the curriculum up. We have uh, curriculum experts, which is our teachers. And fortunately, I work at a a very very fortunate school that a lot of our teachers are actually really experts in the field. So we have a lot of doctors teaching our students. We have a lot of, you know, people who have been, they're not, they don't have a doctorate. They've worked, like there's this one lady that she was our uh, one of our art teachers, and she had worked with the FBI and stuff like that. And it was really cool to hear a lot of her background and the expertise that she brought. Um, but getting into this field, or sorry, getting into the current role that I had, I went to, I, before that, I went to uh, Southern Methodist University, got a, uh, you know, a master's in uh, maker education or STEM education. And I got a lot of experience there where I was also exposed to Python. And that exposure to Python, although I didn't pick it up at that time, allowed me to kind of just get a better understanding of what computational uh, you know, thinking or computational logic meant and just breaking down those complex steps. And it was weird because I was never I never grew up really liking, you know, puzzles like Sudoku or something like that. It wasn't that I didn't like it. I just didn't pick it up and run with it. But then from the moment of just a simple little you know, scratch program and then into a Python program. And it was like, okay, like this is actually just like solving problems, like computer problems all day. And it just is a constant challenge. So it was just like almost a competition to beat a computer at its own game. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And so getting into the position that I'm in now, I was able to, uh, you know, connect with, and I'm, I know you, you all know him, Sean Tiber and with Sean talking with Sean and, (laughs) And just seeing all the stuff that he was doing at our school was just purely amazing to me. Like, I mean, <laughs> he was using the, uh, what was it? The, uh, I think, yeah, the Arduinos for, um, he was using them and using the Wi-Fi stuff with it. And all of a sudden I was just seeing him do, what was it? Um, it was like a little, it was like a hand sanitizer thing. I forget exactly what it said, but it was like when you want it went over you got hand sanitizer during COVID. It was like something all of a sudden popped up and it was like, it went around. It it was really cool. I I forget what it was now, but it was, it was just something that sparked my interest. And then from there I met Kelly and just have been running with it ever since. So I went to her class a couple of times, unfortunately, because of the work responsibilities, I got caught up and I just had to do a lot of self-study on my own. So this is about a year ago now. Yeah. Well, January last, uh, last year, and then I started studying on my own. I went through a boot camp, or no, sorry, January of a year and a half ago. Went to a boot camp during last summer, did that. I did my own Django course on uh, Udemy. And from there, I had a lot of experience with just sort of some fundamentals. And I built my own, I built an application for our robotics teams. And then I just wanted more. It was something I, I enjoy, something I love doing uh, or found love in doing. And I wanted to be better at it. So I started doing my research, looking into different programs. I was looking at some master programs because my academic background, I used to view schools as like just, you know, the lighthouse or the beacon of hope, if you will, for education. And it was amazing really to kind of get into the weeds with coding and figure out that you don't need to go to a school. You have tons of resources resources available to you. 
And so upon that finding you all and contacting you all, there was, you know, the different things going on that I really wanted to kind of try to begin to make this transition and did the program with you. And here we are. And, and here uh, we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a completely different, completely different place too. So, yeah. Nice. So yeah, it was all triggered by, you know, the puzzling effect of, of solving problems. And uh, yeah, I was happy to hear that you, uh, you got that inspiration from Kelly and Sean because they, they're shout outs, right. To them and oh, yeah. teaching, teaching, python podcast as well and uh, they're doing oh, yeah. some amazing things uh sean was actually on the podcast as well in episode 93 mm -hmm. um similar story right from teacher to uh software developer we titled that episode like that and uh yeah, yeah. it's that uh, that tinkering right so uh so you definitely yeah. got the basics out you came pretty far with self-study um yet you joined pdm um do you want to share a bit about your journey and, and what you built because you came out with a pretty uh, impressive app. Uh, did a lot of Django, right? So maybe you want to oh, yeah. tell us a bit what you what you built, what you accomplished. Yeah, absolutely. So um, starting PDM, my main project that I really wanted to accomplish was I wanted to build a peer mentoring platform, if you will. And I kind of was thinking of it in the sense of like almost like a Facebook or an Instagram uh, uh, type of social media platform to offer and more of a friendly and just a friendly opportunity for people to connect on it, but also providing not the social media platform of like anything goes and then you get all the fighting and stuff. So my idea is a peer mentoring platform for men specifically. And this is not like a, a, not necessarily meant to be like an exclusionary thing, but this idea was built out of a lot of the research that shows and I mean, this is just society speaking as well, that research shows that a lot of men have a lot of chronic issues. And then socially speaking, we don't talk about them. A lot of times also, we don't have strong connections with other individuals anymore. And a lot of the research is out there actually showing that, you know, up to 33% of men experienced or, or exhibited and disclosed that they feel like they have absolutely nobody that they can talk to about the most pressing issues that they have. And that kind of was an interest that led me into psychology. That was an interest that led me into plenty of different fields because one of my best friends in high school ended up ultimately, you know, taking his own life and going throughout me and my family have just had multiple instances of individuals, you know, um, what is it? I'm trying to just committing suicide or, or, not committing suicide, but completing the act of suicide, if you will. And ultimately, to me, if we had something that we just had a platform where we had the ability for men to just kind of connect, whether it's anonymously or whether you want to actually put your information out there, that's not a concern of mine, more of along the lines of being able to build these connections so that if you have the issues like, you know, recently going through a divorce, not having social connections and that social support, and now, you know, if you're recently going through divorce, you're not seeing your kids, you don't have the social, you know, connections with maybe your spouse or her family or something like that, or his or her, sorry. And so my idea is, is put this platform out there. We have groups that you can join if there's a group that, or an interest group that you can join. So basically the idea is, is you create these groups based around these problems that you're facing. And so if you're going through a divorce, create a, you know, a supportive divorce group. If you're going through a career change, uh, you know, from teacher to software developer, you have a support group for that. Um, but instead of having it to where it's that traditional support group that men 
have been kind of you know pushed into of like they're not pushed into but the support group that people talk about men being a part of but there's no real solutions for it so this is my solution have this platform group you can join a group if there's not a group that uh, is available that you want to join you can create one within these groups we were able to make uh like a forum post type situation where you also can comment on it but then additionally we also added the feature of being able to have live chats so the point behind this for me was say that you know you're in a situation in which like you let's just talk about going through a career change right and i'm the teacher i'm looking at software developer jobs i go into the software developer interview do absolutely atrocious don't get the job i'm going through a point where it's like i'm just in my head running you know all these negative thoughts coming out and i'm the person that doesn't have a social uh, group or i'm the person that doesn't necessarily feel like i have somebody i can talk to about these but i can't get them out of my head so instead of going to this group just posting on it and having people comment i wanted to add the opportunity to have a live chat to where you can go in say hey guys you know i'm i'm struggling with this can somebody help me out can somebody talk to me talk me through it and that was that kind of the 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 infant application if you will because then we started adding private chats and we added the opportunity to add you know friends to it and things like that and yeah, no, it's been a heck of a journey. Great because I started off with only class-based views. We built this whole thing out with function-based views. Um, we we're doing crazy things, setters, getters, like just all this. We use channels for the chats. We used uh, Daphne to handle those channels uh, or all the consumers and everything. And man, it, it was just going from writing for loops so that I can populate uh, you know, all my uh, engineering workbook notes, uh, no uh, entries onto a index page to now we're, you know, doing crazy things where we're setting up a Redis server to be able to handle all the uh, consumers and the channels and be able to have all the people end up talking to each other or able to talk to each other. So, yeah, it was that, awesome. That's uh, that was very exciting. But from two perspectives, right? Seeing mm -hmm. you building your dream app right and having a clear vision and and you were constantly challenging yourself because yeah you were pretty ambitious what the thing had to do right and then you had to make it happen mm -hmm. and for me it was also exciting apart from the theme to also see you grow whereas the the start you were making more beginner mistakes and as we went through the weeks you know you became more advanced and mm -hmm. i had to explain less and less so i could just say like go look there and and you were just way more autonomous right and doing more complex things so that was really really cool and yeah also maybe maybe a good takeaway that you know you can do small apps but if you do like one big project uh almost a startup idea here right um yeah. you can go very deep and i think that's what we did um so that, that was really cool and and now uh yeah that lately you just taking it to the next level right you're now because you know pdm is over but you just keep building and you you're now yeah. fully autonomous in a sense as well right <laughs> oh yeah yeah because now i mean prior to the you know program ending we were even having chats about how i was looking at optimization of you know queries and optimization of being able to you know and in, uh insert new query uh insert new objects into our database and stuff and looking at using Redis as a cache, uh, cache and then also using it to uh, for that cache to insert into our database at specific you know time periods or whatnot. And just that discussion is something I don't think I would have ever even been able to to dream of at the beginning of the experience. And 
to tie on to what you're saying is even that big project piece, it's, you know, yeah, we learn through little projects. We have to get to the big project piece of people. I'm not discounting the small projects. Um, but I think that that really leads into sort of, you know, the teaching philosophy that I have as well by learning through, you know, problem-based uh, or sorry, PBL. So problem-based learning um, or project-based learning and just being able to get into that, see what I need to do, getting the experts and their opinions and, you know, the research that I have, building that into my own repertoire or my own toolbox, if you will, and then replicating that. And I don't think that I, I agree with you. I don't think that I could have done that with some of the smaller app ideas that I had versus where I'm at now with this big app that we did. And I think that that was really something that you're you're talking about where I was lacking confidence. I was making simple mistakes. And now, you know, we're a couple of months later and I just, I feel more confident. I feel stronger in my capabilities. And if there is a bug where there is a mistake, I'm not necessarily reaching out first. I'm actually, you know, going through the debugging process, researching, and, you know, if worse comes to worse, I can't find an answer after 20 minutes, 30 minutes, guess what? Luckily, there's a little app that came out called ChatGPT that helps me out a little bit. <laughs> Which, you know, I remember, like, at the start, you were a bit skeptical and, and maybe not so comfortable using, and now you also adopted that, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because, and especially with that, that kind of leads from my perspective of liking, of especially with students, like, it comes down to like, you know, we don't want to give students the ability to just get an answer and not understand it. And I was kind of afraid that I was going to lean on it for the answer while I was in the period that I was in where I felt like I didn't have enough information or enough knowledge to really understand what it was saying to me. And I didn't want to just copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. And it was really, it was really cool to, to hear or to see that the copying and pasting didn't just happen where I was secretly knowledgeable enough to understand what it was pumping out at me. So yeah, it was really cool to to take that jump into a tool and use it, I feel appropriately at least. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. It, sorry, we got a lawnmower out here, but <laughs> definitely it's also increased the productivity of the apps that or the app that we were making. It has increased the depth of knowledge that I have and just grateful for the opportunity to have uh, Bob 2.0 with me still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think at the end you used it a lot for PyTest as well, right? To write your tests and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Especially at the end because we were coming down to days left. Um, PyTest I hadn't touched yet and I still wanted to understand it. But understanding, you know, setting up fixtures, uh, using those fixtures to feed into our uh, tests and setting up the, the project structure. That was one of the things that I kind of did on my own. And doing all of the, you know, like the project structure on my own, looking at the fixtures and, you know, some of the fixtures I started to create on my own and then using it to just, once I understood the fundamentals, using it to just start helping me pump out some of the things that we needed to get done. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, we can link it below, but it's, it's not yet online. You're in the process of deploying it. Um, anything you want to share regarding the name and the next steps you're thinking quickly? Um, so with the name, yeah, we, uh, we've definitely been thinking about a couple of different names. Uh, I think that we're leaning on one right now. Um, I'm pretty confident to share it. I think that we're going to go with bonded brotherhood just because of the simple fact that the brotherhood represents not necessarily a family that you're born with as in the sense of a brother, but a brotherhood being the family that you gain or the, the connections and the, the strong relationships that you gain between 
two men where it's, I mean, my best friend growing up, I call him brother all the time. He's not my brother, but he's my brother. And so the idea is, is creating that kind of strong connection between also, uh, between other individuals so that they feel like they have somebody. They were part of a brotherhood that is ultimately not looking to go do, you know, these crazy, inappropriate or you know, maladaptive things, but we're bonding over helping each other through the, the the issues that we're facing in our life and ultimately some of the biggest issues that we'll face through our life. And finding that connection to help us through it, I think, is what my what the name Bonded Brotherhood really kind of speaks to. It's support, it's connection, it's you know, creating your own social support system that is not just you going to work and saying, hey, to your to your friend, wait, what'd you do this weekend? No, it's hey, what's up? What's going on? Haven't talked to you in a couple of days, everything good. Oh yeah, no, just blah, 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 blah. And then an hour later, now all of a sudden you're like, oh, where'd that time go? And that's what the name means to me. Awesome. So when you have deployed somewhere, um, you're going to then also probably market it a little bit or or at least test it out with some friends first and, and yep. do a test run, right? Yeah, yeah. I've already got a small group of friends that I've been talking to that we're going to you know get it going. They're going to reach out to some of their friends. Some of their closer connections so that we can start doing some some pilot testing with it to make sure that it's doing exactly what we want it to do and just the mentality and the mantra of it as well is just behind it i don't want it to be an idea that i make put it out there and then it runs wild and it's not what it was meant to be so yeah we are we have a group we have a group that we're developing in the process right now super exciting yeah, almost treating it like a small startup, right? So yeah, try. <laughs> yeah, that's where uh, that's where. Luckily, I um I do this. It's funny where I do like this thing where just I mean everybody does it, right? Where we learn from other individuals, but learning like the MVP stuff from you. I fortunately have the ability to go at the school I work at and talk to uh, my supervisor who is running one of our our big newer programs, our social entrepreneurship program. And it her her side's all about business. So being able to talk to her a little bit about the whole process of testing uh, your idea, not unit testing, but throwing it out to focus groups and stuff like that, and having that fo- that uh, that ability to talk to her is really something that I I really value too because that's where we're going. The, yeah, that's that's also a great reminder. We need different mentors in life, right? Like you can mm-hmm. have one for the coding, but that might not necessarily be the one for the marketing, or you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Super cool. And oh, yeah. yeah, lastly on this topic, it's it's it must also feel great to have this real world project now in your portfolio, right? So if you would yeah. go for a developer job or whatever you want to do next with Python mm-hmm. in your career, mm-hmm. um, you have something valuable. But whatever this app is going to do, right? If if mm-hmm. how many people it's going to have, mm-hmm. it's still at its core also a, a a project you can show on your on your profile, right? So mm-hmm. pretty exciting. Oh no, 100% exciting because especially came out of my boot camp had a, you know, uh, uh, almost like a, a toy API app, and then I did build the uh, the robotics app, which was like a real world project, but it was small and it was, you know, it imp- it impacted ten ten of our students, and then or would have impacted ten of our students. It, there was issues on the deployment side, not with deploying, but just the the administration issues with the school and it's not nothing bad. It's just, you know, protecting students data and stuff like that and being, being mindful and proactive and protecting our students. It wasn't something that's able to be deployed with them, but it's still a real world project. And now this 
this is something that is definitely more special to me, not just because it's the idea, but because of the potential impact that it could have, but also just the the idea behind it is just different, where it's not just creating a solution for a simple problem. It's creating a solution or potential solution because, you know, could not be anything, but a potential solution that could really impact like men in a more positive way. And even if it means one person doesn't die by suicide or one person doesn't is, is able to overcome addiction or one person's able to get through any life phase, then I've done my job and it's 100% fulfilling in that sense. Amazing. Yeah. I think that's, that's one of the most beautiful things we can do, right? When our code has that impact on society because yeah, mental health stuff is, is no joke. Right. And, yeah. um, or on the other hand, like there, there's all kinds of scenarios where it can have an impact. Last week we had Robert, right. Who was also in PDM and he's, he's working on that PFAS or forever chemicals. Right. And he, mm-hmm. he's using Python and fast API to, to make a dent in debt to, to, because that, that's, that, that's directly harmful for, for, you know, for, yeah. for health. Right. And, and he has code that can, help that field of research which is you know giving back and it's like super <laughs> cool yeah. and satisfying right so oh, <laughs> exhilarating yeah. even yeah, yeah. um yeah that's, nice that's, awesome. that's also Thanks. really cool to think about too is that like the, the technology offers us at this point the ability to have that impact whereas you know we had that and there's evidence obviously throughout history that leads us to have that impact but the way that technology is now is just so rapid rapidly able to affect people in that way and it's just cool to think about like yeah exactly and and also the reminder (laughs) that we're standing on the the shoulders of giants right because in in our case you both right you use django for your solution we use django for our coding platform but django is 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 a piece of art right that that's years of development and smart people giving us that framework same with fast api right and we can use that framework to make apps faster and now we have chat gpt as well to to help us uh mm-hmm. write code faster so in that sense we're in <laughs> very fortunate times right where we can yeah. just uh yeah. do this for starters with, with less effort relatively where before yeah. it would yeah yeah, yeah could, cool. you imagine, could you imagine doing this without any of the abstraction that we're relying on. <laughs> right? like, it will be much harder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Harder us. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And I know plenty of people have done it. It's just me. Only two years in. It's it's crazy to think about having to build it from just, I mean, where we came from, assembly language and, you know, C. It could take years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, we're coming to an end. Um, we don't have too much time left, but uh, last question, as we always ask, uh, what are you reading or have uh, read? What am I reading? Or um, book you want to share? Yeah, no. Uh, so right now I'm actually not reading a book, uh, but... Um, too busy coding, I, obviously. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Too busy coding. The The main books that I got, you know, a great one, great resource here. The, uh, I don't know why it's... Okay, yeah, great resource uh, Tony here. Relay. Yeah, we yeah, mentioned that. But I'm not I'm not gonna talk about those ones because you know those are those are survival kits. But for something that I think that is would be cool to actually talk about, considering it also impacts the way that I, you know, think and probably ultimately impacted my my thought process to create the 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 app ideas, is there was a book that was uh essentially you know pivotal to my development called um you know the discovery of being. And the discovery of being is Hold on, sorry, getting trying to block a call. Yeah, the discovery of being 
was written by Rollo May. And Rollo May was an existential psychologist um, who ultimately talked a lot about, you know, the role that we have in, you know, interacting with the world and how the world interacts with us, does stuff to us, but we ultimately have the responsibility to act back in a way that is consistent with either our values or where we want to go, right? And he also touched a lot about the maladaptive stuff going on in society with like, you know, um, psychic numbing is one thing that he called it. And ultimately that's engaging in things like, you know, alcoholism or drug abuse or other, you know, like hedonism and things like that as a method of escape, uh, escaping the the sort of the, the psychic pain that you experience or the psychological pain that you experience. And I can't talk enough about the book. If you haven't read it, pick it up. It, it's life-changing. It just, it helps you understand that the world is just this thing that is just nothing but constant stimuli. And how you react to the stimuli is 100% on you. And so you even look at like Viktor Frankl going through the Holocaust and how he, you know, understood and, you know, internalized that horrific experience that he experienced and ultimately turned it into something that was positive for him. Search of meaning, right? The yeah, the search of meaning, book. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, wonderful book, exactly. And seeing, it, it was one thing that was crazy because exactly from going from you know discovery of being, I had this this, oh man, I had this great uh, this great supervisor, Doctor May. He's no longer with us, but um, he was the the sort of the precipice of me just running with existentialism. So after that, we talked about exactly Viktor Frankl, and if he can make the Holocaust into something that's empowering and positive for him, then I think that anybody understanding those kind of fundamentals can take anything in their life and change it from a horrific experience into an empowering and experience for themselves for change. That's inspiring. Yeah. Thank you. I'm reading uh, <laughs> something on similar, how to think like a Roman empire about the stoics so a lot about you know like whatever happens uh have control on how you react to it you know Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so we'll we'll link that below that's uh yeah i must pick that up that's uh, (laughs) (laughs) can i get a more highly highly recommended right uh yeah yeah no definitely if you haven't picked it up pick it up read it put it down again uh just digest it pick it up in pieces it's great it's yeah and uh, uh, it's also a nice uh yeah, mindset topic yeah. to to wrap this discussion up with, which is otherwise a lot about tech and Django. But uh, at the end of the day, right? Yeah. It's not only uh, programming, but it's also like nurturing the mind. Yeah. Oh yeah. At the end of the day, when you close the the, the screen, who are you? Yeah. Still yeah. humans. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, James, they, have, they don't have us attached up to the matrix yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, James, this, uh, this was fun. Thanks for uh, hopping on and, and sharing your journey in PDM and what you achieved and then where you're heading. Um, super, yeah, proud of uh, how you've done it in the last couple of months. Impressed and uh, looking forward to, uh, yeah, seeing where, where this effort's going to lead to and, and also your, your Python journey. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, uh, man, I can't, I can't say any uh, enough. I'm very, very extremely grateful, beyond grateful. I don't know the words for it for you and Julian, the opportunities that you provided me, the, you know, just the knowledge that you passed on to me, the expertise that you all have, because 
to be honest with you, 100% without you, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at. So thank you very much. Thank you for everything. And I really appreciate everything. Thanks, man. That makes uh, makes our day, if not week. But also, want to say that you put in the hard effort and 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 doing the. <laughs> you showed up every day and and did the work, you know. So, with well, that mindset, you. it was a matter of time to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, thank you. That touches my heart. There, thank you. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Good to have you on today. Thanks, and uh, yeah, you have a great Thanks. rest of your day. Yeah, you as well. Thank you for having me. I look forward to catching up soon. We hope you enjoyed this episode. To hear more from us, go to PyBite slash friends. That is pybit.es slash friends and receive a free gift just for being a friend of the show. And to join our thriving Slack community of Python programmers, go to pybytes slash community. That's pybit.es forward slash community. We hope to see you there and catch you in the next episode. <laughs>